0: Money FM 89.3, best of drive time. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, and it's now time for Under the Radar with me, Chua Tian Now, ever wondered who are the ones keeping our work desks? clean and tidy when we return to work on a Monday morning? Well, today we are going to look at how facility management companies position themselves in a market that is set to reach around 121 billion US dollars globally by 2030. Now, this is also an exciting time for the industry because companies are trying to convince clients on the need to automate and reduce reliance on manual labor amid an ongoing manpower crunch. But how successful are players in gaining industry buy-in and what facility management companies doing to move workers to higher value roles with automation. Now, guest for today is ISS Facility Services Singapore, part of the world's largest facility services group, ISS. And let's pose our burning questions to CEO of ISS Facility Services Singapore, Gina Toa. Gina, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tintin. Tian. And Gina, to get us started, facility management is a rather loaded phrase. Appreciate if you could break down the term for us. What are the services provided by your company? What is your business model and industry positioning? Well,
1: um, facility management, as I say, is, is a rather broad term. So from an ISIS perspective, it is a workplace experience and global facility management company where we provide a range of uh, facility services, ranging from uh, facility management, cleaning, Technical maintenance, catering, security, and workplace solution. We offer services either as a single service and/or it can be an integrated solution to our customers. ISS as a company, we employ more than 360,000 uh, employees globally in more than 30 countries with presence in Europe, Americas, and Asia Pacific. One of the key uh, cornerstone of our service solution, it is to provide placemaking solutions that contributes to better business performance and makes life easier, more productive, and more sustainable and enjoyable, delivered to high standards by people who care. Working with over 40,000 customers worldwide, day by day, our people understand every aspect of the user experience, so our customers can focus on their core business, of which there are over 800 global customers in our strategic focus industries, such as the healthcare, aviation, banking, life sciences, manufacturing and technology segments. In Singapore, if I were to double-click further, we employ more than eight thousand employees, and we offer this solution, you know, on a tailored proposition for customers and across the segments.
0: Mm. We will talk about employee and uh, manpower side of things later on, but let's talk about the demand for facility management services, and in particular, demand for cleaning services. I recall when we last spoke, Gina, we were talking about how there is increased demand in cleaning services because of the pandemic. But how has that changed as the world gradually learns how to deal and live with COVID? Well, COVID-19
1: has evidently raised a stronger awareness on the importance of hygiene and infection control. The demand for cleaning is subject to sector-specific needs. For example, in Singapore, we still see demand residing in healthcare sector, in view of the stricter requirement and healthcare being an essential service. As for workplaces and in corporate companies and also public premises, we see a very much normality back to pre-COVID, where cleaning returns to its routine program. However, there is definitely more emphasis on high-touch areas such as leaves, escalators and toilets. On the other hand, we are also seeing a trending towards a more innovative approach on adoption of cleaning uh, automations and technology to drive data, and as well as a more open dialogue towards outcome-based modeling.
0: Hmm, I know you have been pushing for the outcome-based modeling projects or contracts rather from the for cleaning services but let's look at the supply of manpower right now gina labor market or labor the labor problem seems to be a perennial issue for the facility management industry just like the retail as well how has the labour shortage eased out as borders reopened right now in 2023?
1: The reopening has helped to bring in a foreigner faster, that's uh, no doubt, but the supply is still limited due to allowable foreign worker quota as defined by our Ministry of Manpower, which pivots at the number of locals highest by a company. In fact, COVID-19 has also uh, uh, indirectly made it harder to attract labour into the industry with added competition from economies uh, such as the gig economy, logistics sectors, manufacturing and so on. Overall, the supply of labour remains a challenge added further with low unemployment rate in Singapore. So at ISSN, uh, no doubt we will continue to manage the labour challenge situation. We will continue to invest and work on attraction and retention from an organisation standpoint. We believe in creating equality, inclusion, and a sense of belonging for all. Underpinned on diversity and inclusion, we aim to make the world work better, to make a difference in the lives of our employees and customers, to foster a culture where places where our employees can be who they are. Safety will always be top of our priority and all employees will have equal opportunities for development and career paths. Apart from creating a company of belonging on an attraction perspective, we also work closely with various tripartite partners, such as e 2 2 NTUC, BATU, and institutes of higher learnings to
0: strengthen our reach out
1: on attraction of labour into the industry.
0: Mm. And uh, Gina, on that note, uh, to strengthen the attraction of labour into the industry, I guess workers also want to move into higher value roles. And on that note, uh, ISS Facilities Singapore, you guys took part in an industry-led effort called Lighthouse Project, where you look at how to redesign jobs and teach workers new skills. What has been the experience so far? And to what extent has the project led to improved outcomes in the long term for you? The Lighthouse
1: Project spearheaded by Singapore Business Federation Uh, which predominantly focuses on estate and facilities management sector. They brought about a group of like-minded organizations together, including service buyers and providers to uplift trade workers through multi-skilling to enlarge job scope, raise wages, and provide better career progression. Some key takeaways from this job redesign project would include early engagement with our partnering customer on project alignment and outcomes, leading to the greater success of the project, defining a clear team structure to be involved in the project, communicate early, explain the purpose to the respective uh, workers involved, and last but not least, we collect and analyze data from time and motion study, contextualize to the site situation and also of uh, the traffic and the volume, and lastly, but to adjust to workers' profile to achieve a successful outcome. Through this job and process redesign, multi-skilling and integration of job functions for cleaning and landscaping in this context of this project, with an outcome-based pro- approach, we are able to deliver service tenders and expectations. Put on cleaning team through a structured learning program, and also raise their salary by six to ten percent. This outcome is well aligned with our ambition as an organization towards a company of belonging, where ISS have recently committed to upskilling more than 100,000 of our employees and their families worldwide.
0: 100,000, that's a lot of people. And uh, if you're just tuning in, we're now in conversation with Gina Toh, CEO of ISS Facilities Services Singapore. And, uh, well, Gina, as much as we talk about how automation seems like the name of the game right now, it seems like a lot of, uh, what do you call that, industry players or your clients perhaps, they still require, let's say... um. If you need a building to be clean, you need 10 or 20 uh, manpower, they still go by the headcount. And so what is uh, needed to get industry players to look at the outcomes instead of the the headcount that you provide, meaning to go for outcome-based contracts?
1: Outcome-based contracting indeed will be a game changer for this industry and will bring about significant benefits to both the service buyers and to the providers, such as creating a sustainable workforce, allow for productivity to create better wages for cleaners through multi-skilling and job redesign, and of course, adoption of technology and automation, uh, and also last but not least, cost containment. We definitely see uh, a move, and uh, particularly in the area of the public sector where they are taking the lead uh, and of course, respective agencies are taking the lead on outcome-based contracting. What is still lagging uh, as what we saw is at the private sector. The National Environment Agency has in fact created a guide to support the service buyers on tender evaluation for outcome-based contracting and conducted various briefing sessions. Other means of additional support to increase this tick or outcome-based contracting from my perspective from service buyer could include Uh, such as targeted segment-specific engagement by the support agencies to educate on the benefits of outcome-based contracting and change the mindset of service buyer to stop counting hits but focuses more on productivity and measurable outcome. And the other uh, possible suggestion could be government and all agencies could incentivize private sectors for adoption of outcome-based contracting such as through a special funding and on automation and all for a trial period, uh, so as to actually promote this outcome based contracting mm. model.
0: Right, sounds very exciting. And Gina, looking at the global facility management market, it is estimated to reach around 121 billion US dollars by 2030. And uh, that's according to a market research study published by Custom Markets Insight. We are looking at a KGO or a compound annual growth rate of 12.5% there, quite a lot. Do you agree with this assessment? given the macro trends and uh, how much of a share do you think Singapore can get?
1: Well, with the continued growth of infrastructures um, um, in both mature
0: countries and
1: the transformation in developing countries, um, I do to some extent agree that the facility management market does correspond with this whole uh, economy involvement. I believe Singapore market um, would constitute um, not uh, not too high but uh, probably at less than 10% due to our limited size land as well as the, the mere size of our country compared to the world.
0: And Gina, before we let you go, one quick question. Uh, what do you think is the number one trend influencing the facility management services industry and what are your immediate plans for ISS Singapore in 2023?
1: Well, um, I would say there are a couple of trends, uh, but if you were to name one, uh, there's high in the agenda for the facility in the management industry. Sustainability is actually one of the highest uh, in the trending. Um, from a company perspective, um, at a global level, we have committed towards net zero by 2040. This means we are accelerating our sustainability efforts across all functions and services across the entire organization um, in driving towards this goal.
0: Mm -hmm. And uh, Gina, one quick one over here. Any teasers for us in 2023 coming from ISS Facilities uh, Singapore right now? Anything we can expect from here?
1: Several initiatives that we are building uh, both from a global perspective as well as from a country perspective. Uh, Two key areas probably I will just uh, share. One uh, aspect is actually on technology. Um, Our ambition as a global organisation is to become the world's best tech-enabled facility services company. We have therefore been increasing investment in our digital capabilities and IT architecture, while accelerating rollout of customer-facing tools. There will be more improved collection of use of data through insights, um, as well as driving a better quality outcomes for customers. Um, This will also include providing them with more value-add from the integration of our services. And last but not least, um, you know, as a people organisation, people will always be our core. There will be a high degree of diversity inclusion has always been pivotal for us. So we aim for a culture where everyone feels valued, engaged and respected and where everyone is treated fairly and equality. So therefore, our ambition is to become a company of belonging.
0: Thank you very much, Gina. That was Gina To, CEO of ISS Facility Services Singapore. Thank you very much for joining us today on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.